All right, guys. Welcome in. This is Ram's Edge, and I'm excited to share this new experience with you guys. It's brand new. It's going to be episode one, Ram's Draft War Room, where I'm going to bring you guys in. I want to get an idea of where you stand on the draft, and we're just going to have some fun. Talk. It's not going to be a war room, but it will be in the, I guess, idea of it. So talking Rams only, this is Rams Edge, your first episode of many. We have three times a week, so welcome in to the debut episode. Be sure to tell everyone where they can find us over here on the call-in app exclusively. So welcome in. Uh, Logan, Isaac, I see you guys uh, as speakers. Uh, you can uh, feel free to um, unmute your microphones, and I'll bring in I think two people a pop, and we'll see how it, it goes from there. Um, we can just go to like one person, but this is the first show that we're doing. And I'm just going to start off with a question here, Logan, Isaac, um, whichever one you know you guys want to go first. Just want to know if you have the number one overall pick in this draft. If you're the Rams, this is just kind of a warm up question. Who would you select for that? Obviously, the Rams don't pick until 104, but if you had the number one overall pick, who would you take? For me personally, and this is just leading back to the uh, Kevon Thibodeau, he had a few tweets um, uh, when he, a few years ago, he said that he wanted to be drafted or traded to or by the Rams. So obviously, you know, I would want that. I think we could go wherever. Um, but honestly, Aiden Hutchinson, I feel like he is the best player in this draft. And um, maybe someone like Sauce could be nice at number one for us. But it really, it doesn't really matter who we take because odds are they're going to be great for us regardless. I agree with you. Um, if I had the number one overall pick, I would take Kayvon Thibodeau. But I think the second guy uh, on my list would be Sauce Gardner. So those are two guys that I probably would say as well. That's a warm-up question for you, Logan. And anyone that wants to chime in, uh, you know, be sure to, you know, tap the uh, the phone icon to call in, um, and, and I'll bring you guys in each individually. But, Logan, moving on, you have pick 104. You are the Rams general manager. Who are you selecting the way the roster looks right now? If he's still there, I'm taking Cam Taylor Britt. I, he's my favorite player out of this draft. Um, I will for as of right now, depending on how his career eventually will turn out, I will say that if he played for someone like Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson, you know those bigger name schools. If he didn't play for a three and nine Nebraska team, if he played for a team that had at least made a bowl game of some sort, he would be considered a first round pick just because wins matter like wins matter in college when it comes to scouting out these players it's it's just a bias that we subconsciously have like you see someone from like well let's just bring him up close for example i don't remember off the top of my head liberty's record but liberty i mean they're not known for their football so obviously people will instantly say well for the lower level competition you know how well do we know that he's going to play it, it's just how things are. We subconsciously think about wins in our head. Um, if Cam Taylor-Britt isn't available, though, I think there's a ch high chance that we trade back. Um, it could be Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we picked up a guard, you know, to compete with Coleman Shelton. Um, it, it, it could be a surprising pickup, but I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Um, you know, I definitely see there's a lot of guards in this draft. I think, you know, when you're looking where they're picking in the third round, I mean, I, I gave out four third-round grades to Lasita Smith, Tyler Smith, Jason Hines, and Jamari Sawyer. Uh, but going back to your point about Cam Taylor-Brent, this is somebody, in my opinion, very physical corner. I think he's a second-round uh, talent, so I don't think he'll be there. But I think if he's there, I think they would pick him. But I'm going to say, and I haven't dropped my uh, 2.0 mock draft uh, yet. I'm, I'm going to go live um, and, and do that um, at some point later on tonight. But um, 
you know, I would say if I were in the Rams shoes, uh, I would trade down personally because you don't have a lot of picks. And I understand, you know, oh, well, you, you want to get at least one pick in on day two. The Rams tend to, to find guys, you know, um, in the sixth round. I mean, you talk about, you know, later on getting a Nick Scott or uh, whether it's Jordan Fuller or Sebastian Joseph Day. They feel comfortable picking in those positions and actually saying we got a starting caliber player someday. And I think yeah, that's yeah. really important. Yeah, when we looked at last year's draft, I mean, in general, there weren't many, like, day-one-ready starters across the board, not just for us. Like, I think, who who even started week one from that rookie class? Like, Robert Rochelle, maybe, Tutu, maybe, Ernest Jones didn't really start week one. Like, there weren't many week one, you'll start right away players from this week's draft, last year's draft. This year's draft, there's depth throughout that you could plug in someone and be like, hey, as long as they mature and grow as a player, you will be fine picking them. So like you said, you had a bunch of players that had second round or like with what you said with Cam Taylor Britt being a second round grade. There's a lot of players that have second round grades more than there are picks in the second round. So there is a chance that someone is going to fall down in the draft. It might be Cam Taylor Britt. It might be Wandale Robinson. Uh, we could see like if, like with last year with Jeremiah Wosu Kimura where he was a projected, like, top 15 pick, and then something happened with medical stuff, and he fell all the way, like, 65 to the Browns. I mean, it really is just a matter of what happens. I mean, the draft's the draft for a reason. Oh, I absolutely agree. And speaking of medical stuff, and Logan, I appreciate you joining me. Um, I'm going to bring in another caller. Guys, be sure to, to line up. Hit that uh, the phone icon. It should be at the bottom of your screen, and I will bring you in. Again, thank you so much, Logan. Appreciate you. Um, so speaking of that, we're, you know, talking about uh, injuries and talking about red flags and medical red flags. I want to take a moment to highlight a player that I think has really good tape. Um, second, you know, day two easily. An inside linebacker in Damone Clark out of LSU. He had a 9.87 RAS score. This is somebody, in my opinion, that, you know, if he was fully good to go, um, you know, he could potentially start in the NFL his rookie year. But that's not going to be the case because Damone Clark, unfortunately, uh, Damone Clark is actually uh, he has a medical red flag. And I understand you're probably like, well, how did he end up testing so well? He didn't get hurt during the testing process or what? Actually, the medical staff. I believe at the combine uh, located the fact that he has a uh, a neck injury, a spinal cord injury that is bad enough where he has to get a uh, spinal cord fusion surgery. So this is a very talented player. He's a very talented prospect would go day two in any case with, you know, the tape he has, but he has to get, spinal cord fusion surgery, which will effectively end his season before it begins. So you're getting a guy essentially that, you know, he's a great talent, but you're messing with spinal cord there. You're messing with the fact that he's not going to play. I think if you're the Rams, this is a guy that you could target later on in the draft because I still see mock drafts don't seem to understand the severity of this injury. The fact he will not be active because he's just not going to play in his rookie year and the risk behind, you know, that surgery. And I still see him going in the second and third round. And this is somebody that should be going in the sixth, seventh or undrafted based on that medical. But I think if the Rams look at this, they have, in my opinion, the best training staff in the business, if they look at this and say, we can make do with this, then I would not be surprised if they made a move in the sixth round with three picks that they have there and they decided to take Damone Clark at LSU. And I think it works more because you have those picks in the sixth round. 
you have Bobby Wagner, you have Ernest Jones, and you have uh, Traven Howard. I think because of that, you can select a guy like that and redshirt him a year. Christian Roseboom is an outstanding special teamer. Maybe you get another linebacker in UDFA, but the talent is there. If he comes back from this type of you know, surgery and he's half the player he was on film, I think it's worth it. So I want to ask, obviously, I don't know if, if you guys are hitting the call-in button, uh, but please hit the call-in button if you want to talk. I'm going to invite uh, some people in here. So let's see here. I'll invite you to speak and, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll go from there. But essentially, it, it's like kind of like what Logan was saying. I mean, anybody can fall at any given time. DK Metcalf fell to the second round. I still don't know how he fell that far. Uh, late second round. I had a generational prospect grade on him, and he fell late second round. But I agree with you in that, you know, when you're dealing with injuries and, and what have you, these guys can fall. But one guy in particular that I think a lot of Rams fans would be interested in if he did fall, and I'm not saying he will, uh, but he did get hurt in the process. And that is David Ojabo from Michigan, a stellar pass rusher. The Rams could use an edge. I'm not saying it's a need. I think depth-wise, it's a need. But I think I'd be okay with them going into the season with Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, and Chris Garrett, alongside, of course, Leonard Floyd. But if a Jabba were to somehow plummet, and he falls to the third round, I'm a huge fan of trading down, but if he's there at 104, no question I take him. And I consider trading up if he falls far enough. So that is certainly an interesting thing. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I want to hear from you. Isaac, I'm inviting you to speak. Brandon, Garrett. We'll see if anyone wants to join in. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the injuries um, and how guys can fall. But I also want to discuss, in regards to the Rams, I want to discuss guys that, based on what we've seen, based on what they've drafted and what they pursue and what they, what they tend to target, their archetype, if you will. Who are they most likely to draft? Because if you are new to the draft or you're not paying attention, I don't think you really care if you're a Rams fan and you, you just care sparingly about what the Rams do, and this is a Rams show. I don't think you really care about who the top quarterback is taken. But I do think you'd be interested in who the Rams could potentially land in the draft. Who fits the archetype? What do they look for? And I'm going to say, not even going to mention quarterbacks, because even if there is a guy that, that you know works, I know they met with Malik Willis at the Combine, we know they're not drafting one. So with that said, we'll just go right through it. Running back. I think there are plenty of running backs in this draft. And I understand there are fans out there that would be against the idea of drafting a running back because Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, they like Xavier Jones. They like the idea of bringing back Sony Michelle. They like Raymond Calais. They like the two guys that were signed to the practice squad and eventually got onto the active roster at the end of the season. JV and Hawkins out of Louisville. Makai Sargent out of Iowa. But, and of course, Jake Funk, the seventh round pick. But everybody I mentioned is a question mark. Cam Akers, if he stays healthy, he could be a star. But Cam Akers, even if he stays healthy, 
still has an issue in pass protection. So much so, it costs Andrew Whitworth him giving up a sack in the Super Bowl. He is not good in pass protection. If you want a running back to be on the field in all three downs, you can't sit there and be concerned and worried that your running back is not going to be able to take a blitz pickup head on. And Akers at this moment in time, and keep in mind, he has that injury. He's not really able to work on anything in the offseason because he's rehabbing. So he might fix his issue in pass protection. He might focus on that in the offseason. But as of right now, he is not good enough to be a three-down back. As a runner, he's fantastic when healthy. But if you can't protect the quarterback, and Matthew Stafford needs to be protected at all costs, then it's going to be hard to justify you being on the field for three downs. That's why Daryl Henderson makes sense. Because despite the fact he's 5'8", and you wouldn't realize it, Daryl Henderson is the best pass protector on the team, and he's the best pass protector that has been on the Rams since Todd Gurley. He is incredible. He frames it well. He gets great leverage, anchor. He's not afraid to go up against anybody. He might get run over by, you know, a 280-pound guy, but he's going to get in the way and slow him down at least. He's the best pass protector on the Rams. But his question mark is health. How long and how many games is this guy going to give us? That's always the question the Rams are probably asking. You, You don't know for sure. And so, at the end of the day, when it comes to Daryl Henderson, obviously very talented, obviously very talented in Cam Akers. You have Jake Funk, who tested out of this world, but he's coming off two ACL tears and had an injury last year with the Rams. You know, Xavier Jones, out for the season, same injury Cam Akers got, Achilles tear. Raymond Calais, out for the season. There's a lot of question marks. So with that said, you look in this draft, you look at Kenneth Walker, who I think is the best running back in the draft. He won't be there. That's okay, because this draft is loaded with talent. Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati is my second running back in this draft. Ford does everything exceptionally well. You're talking about a guy that has no issue with home run speed. He ran a 4-4-2. He was a one-year starter at Cincinnati, but he had 19 rushing touchdowns. He's got a nose for the end zone, something I think the Rams lack. And only Kennedy Brooks, Brees Hall, and Brain Robinson forced more missed tackles per attempt than him. He transferred from Alabama. He's a size and speed guy. He's got home run hitting speed, like I said. Runs hard. He's powerful. Quick feet. Lateral agility, he's got great contact balance, routinely breaks tackles, 5'11", 220 pounds. He's got a little Malcolm Brown to his frame, but he's fast. He'd be the fastest guy on the team at running back. Now, Cincinnati didn't get to the college football playoff with just Desmond Ritter or Sauce Gardner or Darian Beavers or Alec Pierce. No. Cincinnati, a big reason they got to the college football playoff is that they could run the football with Jerome Ford. Again, transferring from Alabama, coming over, one-year star with Cincinnati, 19 rushing touchdowns. He's a redshirt junior. This is somebody you get him in. He doesn't have to be your starter right away. I know he can handle his his work in pass protection. And in the He was fourth in college in the most uh, explosive run rate, which is incredible. This guy can be had in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. Because every mock draft that the NFL.com has, or they're sleeping on this guy. Well, he's only got one year of production. He fits the Rams archetype. Good athlete. He's got an all-around game. Contact balance. Explosive runs. That's what the Rams want. That's what the Rams need. Jerome Ford is the guy you want to have on your list. Another guy 
is Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State. I had the pleasure of speaking with Pierre Strong, and I can tell you right now what he can do. He is just impressive, man. Explosive. He's got good contact balance. More slippery in space than Ford. He makes guys miss better than Ford, I think. But I think when you look at it, Strong's got that home run hitting speed. He's somebody that can help you in the passing game, whereas I think Ford is not as much a receiver as Pierre Strong. That's why I have Strong going a little bit higher than Ford uh, prediction-wise. I have Ford higher on my board than Strong. Strong is RB3 for me. Ford is RB2. I think they both make sense for the Rams. Strong tested out of this world at a 9-3-3 RAS score. I think they're both plug-and-play starters if you have to. And I think they're both 1,000-yard rushers in the right situation. So those two there. Kyron Williams is an interesting one because he didn't test well. He's not that fast. But Kyron Williams is a guy, who does, he has a little bit of everything to his game. That's somebody that I would definitely be keeping an eye on. Doesn't have game-breaking speed, but he's outstanding in pass protection, probably the best in the draft. He's somebody at Notre Dame I'd be looking at. And then Zamir White to wrap up uh, that. And I'm going to bring in Garrett here. As soon as he wants to unmute himself, he is in. Garrett, welcome Yo, to the what's show. What's up, Jake? What up, Jake? How's it going? Good, good. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying about running backs. Um, I, However, I do think the Rams still need to address the, the edge rusher. Um, oh, I, I agree. Guy, I think a guy, you know, if that first pick, one, or, uh, 104 pick, I think they should look at a guy like uh, Dominique Robinson out of Miami, <laughs> Ohio. Yep. Personally, I, I think I, he fits their archetype. I think with with Hollins, you know, out there at edge, you're you're not dead in the water, um, like a lot of people are saying the Rams are after Von Miller left. Um, but you know, you can never have too many. You can never have too many pass rushers. I think um, I think he's definitely a guy you want to look at, as well as a uh, Tyreek Smith if he does fall out of Ohio State. Yeah, I, I mean. I like them both. I had fourth-round grades on both of them, so I think they'd be there for the Rams. Um, I think Dem- uh, Dominique Robinson is a guy that I had to go back and watch the film with. Uh, he is you know, 6'4", 253, good size, uh, outstanding testing, a 974 RAS score out of 10. Um, he's very raw. I mean, that's, that's what you have to know you're getting that. But if you draft right. a guy like this, you're going with ridiculous athleticism. You're banking on your coaching staff to develop him. And you're going with the idea that, look, this is the same team that drafted the ultra-raw wide receiver slash tight end Jacob Harris. So they're not like – I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they would do something like this, in my opinion. So I I agree with you. I, I think Dominique Robinson makes sense. Um, in my first mock draft, I had D'Angelo Malone. Uh, but I don't think Malone is going to make it to the Rams pick. And my next mock draft, I have them trading out of 104. So he definitely won't make it to 115 or wherever I have them picking after that. Uh, but going back to Robinson, exciting potential, great bend, body control, special teams workhorse. That's the thing a lot of people don't know. Um, and he's a former quarterback, converted to wide receiver, and then converted to edge. So he's still learning the position. And I think when you have guys like you mentioned, you know, you have a Hollins, you have, uh, you know, Terrell Lewis, you have Chris Garrett, you have Leonard Floyd. I think you could go ahead and pull the trigger on this pick. You're the Super Bowl champions. Uh, for the most part, most of these guys are going to be depth. You're not drafting starters in the fourth round. Uh, you will, you know, maybe for the future, but this year they don't have to start right away. And so for that reason, I agree with you. Dominic Robinson makes a lot of sense uh, for the Rams. And you also got the concerns with uh, Lewis and his injury history. And you haven't seen a lot of Chris Garrett out in, in actual snaps and actual playing time as well. So, you know, the more the merrier. That's true. Although that would, that would probably be devil's advocate to go the other way. <laughs> uh, you know, because thinking about that, 
then you would probably be like, okay, Chris Allen out of Alabama, maybe a higher floor than some of these guys. Uh, you know, somebody like that, you know, Isaiah Thomas, if he's there, um, you know, Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State, Jeffrey Gunter out of Coastal Carolina, you know, guys that aren't as raw necessarily as Dominique Robinson. Well, Rams love taking developmental guys, as you said. So, and yeah, like, yeah, like you said, they're Super Bowl champs, you know, they don't, they don't need to address a position, you know, like. They don't. They don't have a, a, a huge positional need, where if they don't draft a guy, you know, they're 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 going to be weak at that position. They, exactly. They've got a lot of flexibility. Oh, I I absolutely agree, and that that's kind of going back to the point I had earlier with Damone. Uh, you know, I think when you you look at what he can do, the LSU linebacker, um, you know, Damone Clark, I really think he's worth taking a. a you know, a little bit of a flyer on. Um, he might be able to be had in the, in the seventh, but when you have three six-round picks, and I understand he won't play this year, but you have Wagner, Jones, and Howard, um, you know, the failed medical exam and, you know, the spinal fusion, I understand it's a lot. But, again, when you're a team like the Rams, you're not the Jets, you're not the Jaguars, you're the Rams, you have a good base of what you, you have in front of you. And you don't have to necessarily worry about, you know, really developing your team as much. So you can go out and get those guys because you don't have starters playing that are probably not going to be starters next year, so to speak. You have a lot of the guys, you have a lot of base, so to speak. You put together a core, uh, you know, element to your roster, whereas other teams, they're still in the middle of a rebuild. They probably wouldn't go after Damone Clark. I do like Damone Clark. I, I I heard you talking about him earlier, and I I, just, I didn't know about his injury, but look, you kind of made me rethink it. So I I I wouldn't mind Damone Clark at a at one hundred four, or even further if he falls, depending on how teams view his injury. Yeah, and and Garrett, I'm gonna bring Brandon in here in a sec, but I just want to ask you your thoughts on the cornerback position. Is there a specific guy that you're looking at? Uh, for the Rams, I think they're definitely going to pick a guy, at least in the first two to three picks that they make. Uh, but who's a corner or maybe two corners that you're really looking at for the Rams in this draft, realistically speaking? I think the the obvious answer is uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Um, but, you know, I I see him flying up some draft boards and I don't know if he's going to be there for us. Um, and if he's not, you know, obviously there's, there's the Kobe Bryant. Um, there's also like you had in your mock draft, Monteric Brown. He's a solid guy. Um, I, one of those three guys would be, would be great. Um, and if I had to go with some sort of a dark horse pick for perhaps later in the draft, I, uh, I really like Mikhail Wright. Um, Okay, I think he's an I think he's an interesting prospect that I think the Rams can uh, can possibly mold into a uh, mold into a guy. I think he can. I'm not necessarily saying you can plug him into any scheme, but I think he fits well into any sort of defensive scheme you put him on, and uh, yeah. he can play inside very well. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think he's a, he's definitely a good slot option, uh, like like a Kalen Barnes, I would say for Baylor. Uh, you know, He's those, those slot like guys him. in the, the draft. But there's an interesting small school guy, and I'm going to bring Brandon in here uh, now. Uh, but there's a really interesting small school guy by the name of Gregory Jr., um, who, I mean, I'll be real with you. You know, I think Gregory Jr., He's coming out of Awachita Baptist. I don't even know if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but I am... Very interested in this guy's game. Uh, he went to the college all-star game, and he looked really good in the practices. He mirrored extremely well. I believe he's actually at the Senior Bowl, D2 prospect. Uh, you know, I like a guy like that. I, I look at all sorts of guys. Dallas Flowers out of Pittsburgh State is intriguing to me. Um, you know, you look at the, how much does a guy bring to the table uh, the Rams did go out and get Rochelle, who was a former wide receiver turned corner. Uh, so they do like those, you know, those projects, if you will. Um, a guy that's not a project, I think he's a, a pretty good corner in his own right, 
is Josh Thompson of Texas. Uh, 5'11", 194. You know, he's somebody that I really do like. Uh, Well-balanced. I think he, he helps and he would help in the zone. I think he could play in the slot. He could play on the boundary. You know, he's definitely a player that I look at as an option uh, for the Rams. I've seen UMass's or UMass Amherst, excuse me, uh, Bryce Watts. Uh, he's been mocked to the Rams in uh, a couple mocks that I've seen uh, recently. You have uh, Dakobe Durant from South Carolina State is an intriguing option. Jalen Watson out of Washington State. So there are definitely some guys in this draft. Um, a guy in particular that I want to really throw out there, at least in my opinion, that you should watch is Zion McCollum uh, from Sam Houston State. This guy has unbelievable athleticism. We're talking a 10 out of 10 RAS score. So one of the most athletic corners to ever play the position coming out of the draft. Uh, that's basically what that means. He mirrors extremely well. He's got great footwork. He's twitchy. He undercuts routes easily because he's got great short and area burst. Uh, he sustains his long speed, can really run with the fastest wide receivers. And so, you know, if, if you're a guy that uh, you're playing in the NFC West and you have to go against all sorts of receivers like a Hopkins or you're going against Metcalf who runs a 4-3 or Lockett or, you know, any of those guys, Iuke, uh, he's somebody that's going to be able to, you know, stay at that hip pocket and stick with those guys and, and be strong and physical in those situations. He's a physical downhill tackler, which I love to see. You love when cornerbacks aren't afraid to make a, you know, make the hit, not make the career decision and sidestep the hit, but actually make the hit, make the tackle. Uh, I think he's ready to be a demon on special teams. I think he's got the ability to do that. Obviously, again, when we talk about the athleticism. He could be a fantastic gunner. Uh, but he's a great tackler, and so I think that that will really help him uh, weave his way in and out. And uh, he's a two-time team captain for Sam Houston State, which I definitely don't take lightly. Uh, I think the captain thing is everything. When you're, you know you're not a quarterback, um, you know if you're a captain, I think that that says a lot about you. He's a five-year starter. Uh, keep in mind, you get the super seniors coming out because of the COVID year. Uh, they did get rewarded another season, so. Um, you know, he is a five-year starter in his own right, very smart, instinctual. And I think the only issue with him is that he just needs to be more fine-tuned at the NFL level. That'll come, and he's playing at Sam Houston State, going from there and potentially playing for a team like the Rams. It's going to be night and day. Uh, so obviously the coaching will be different, and he's got a shot. But that's uh, what I would have to say about Zion McCollum. Big, big fan of his overall game. Uh, I think he's a guy, if you don't have him circled on your list as a Rams fan, uh, this is somebody that fits the bill of what the Rams would go after and who they would draft. So remember the name, Zion McCollum from Sam Houston State. I'm not guaranteeing he'll even be there at 104, uh, but if he is there, that is definitely somebody I think the Rams would take a look at. So, Brandon, are you there, my friend? I see you. you're on mute. Um, let's see. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. How's it going? How's it going, Jake? It's good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, good to hear from you too. Welcome in. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, uh, yeah, I I heard that uh, few of the spots that you were mentioning. Um, since we we've, we've been kind of really focusing focusing on uh, running back, cornerback, and edge. Since that's where we're kind of looking at as far as need for the Rams. Um, for I, I'll just pick guys that I, I have in mind for each position. Uh, for cornerback, um, I'm I'm really starting to really like the idea of Damari De, Mathis from Pitt. Um, I like his yeah. – he has a solid solid height, uh, about 5'11", um, but he can run too. And he's kind of he's, he's sticky in coverage. As well, I think he plays really good man man to man press coverage, and um, he he can be an issue to deal with. Also, uh, as far as uh, outside linebacker edge um, guy, I'm kind of intrigued intrigued about. We'll see if he'll be there. I think he would. Uh, My J Sam Sanders from uh, Cincinnati um, kind of fits the build of 
what the Rams like, that 6'5", 250, 245, 250 type of build. Um, almost body-wise, kind of very um, a comp to Terrell Lewis. But, um, you know, I, I, I like his ability. Uh, although I know he rushes from the left side a lot, which is typically where Floyd rushes the most. But I really like his ability. And I think I think in the right uh, coaching environment, I think he will be um, – I think he can show some potential also um and for running back a guy that i really like is zonovan uh knight um i just think he's a a bruiser like um you know something that i think that you know the rams kind of miss although we had a little bit of it with sony michelle was uh malcolm brown just being a, a a a bruiser someone you just can't tackle with one guy you need two or three guys to get him down and i think zonovan knight will fit the bill he doesn't have the real, real long home run speed, but he can he's he can run good enough to where he can give you some big yardage. And um and I like I just like his game. I really like his game. So those are my three players that I'm thinking about for those positions. Nice. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know, let's start with Damari Mathis, right? Uh very, very aggressive player. Um he's a little grabby, you know. Uh he's not afraid to, grabby, to get, yeah. you know, close and, and personal with that jersey. Um, but very quick footed, you know, this is, uh, somebody, I believe he had, uh, 21 pass breakups in 26 games. Um, you know, he's got, again, that, that aggressive nature in him, but you know, he's a smart, he's a shifty guy. Uh, you know, and I think the thing with him is that he's scheme versatile. I think he can play man, he can play zone. Um, and I'm not saying he'll start right away, but I think he is going to be a guy like Rochelle that, is pushing for playing time sooner than later. So uh, mm-hmm. that that's my thoughts on Mathis. I, I do agree with you. Um, you know, he's he's an intriguing option there, a guy that I did come away liking, uh, you know, on tape. And then uh, Majai or, or Majai Sanders, uh, or Majai Sanders, uh, however you say his name, uh, I have yeah, him. I always got confused with that part. <laughs> <laughs> I had him a little bit lower on my board than uh, most. Um, I've been seeing him going in the third and fourth round for a lot of people, but you know, I think that that slender body type is actually uh, a little bit of a turnoff for me as far as what the Rams would look at, um, because you know he's got a, a pretty lean torso, and you know typically mm-hmm. they want guys to be built like Terrell Lewis, like monsters, right? Like not necessarily the weight, yeah. but like. They they want to be like in the torso, and you know he showed up at the combine at 228 pounds. He was 247 at his pro wow. day. That is entirely, you know, and, and I think this is actually part of a bigger problem because I think w- what happens is agents will be like, "All right, trust me, just like lose this weight, go there, kill it at the combine, kill it on national television, and then at your pro day, don't do anything. Like just go there, talk to people." Maybe you bench press, who knows? But for the most part, hold on to your combine stats. That's why combine stats mm-hmm. can be a little misleading because, yeah. you know, like I said, he weighed in at 228 and then his pro day is 247. So at, at the combine, you know, he basically dropped weight so he could run faster and he could test better. And then he put on the weight that he's going to play at at 247, I would imagine. And uh, he didn't do any any testing. So that's just just one thing to keep in mind, because uh, it's it's a way that like they kind of trick us. Right. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I don't think he's a bad prospect. I think his anticipation, uh, you know, he's not he's not the first guy off the line of scrimmage, so to speak. Uh, so I, no, I would like not. to see that, uh, you know, obviously improve. You know, um I believe Sanders was the guy that said he was used mostly as a decoy, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was him mm. who said that. So that's intriguing. Uh, it makes me wonder if, you know, this is somebody that he didn't really get a chance to showcase how good he really is. Um, you know, I think off ball, he's incredibly explosive. Um, you know, I think he can kind of, you know, slip his way in space. Uh, sit through the trash, if you will. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, he is a stand-up outside linebacker uh, who, yeah. you know, he's he's going to turn 24 uh, before the NFL training camp. Um, so, you know, that is somebody that, 
yeah, that could be a knock to some teams, not the Rams. But I just I don't know if they'll be interested in the slender body type because you know it, it's he's not like bulky, and I think they they would be looking for like a bulky guy, um, you know, at least in the upper half. So that's what I'll say in regards to him. Uh, I mean, uh, not to cut you off, Jake, but my apologies. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, as far as the the way I – okay, so to put a caveat with Sanders, the way I, I, I viewed him, um, like you said, like obviously the, the combine contractors, you know, guys do whatever it takes to get the type of numbers that they, they, they're aiming for to try to get, uh, you know, steam for, for them during uh, for draft time. Uh, more so um, because – you know, we we obviously know that Leonard Floyd is built a certain way. He's very wiry. He's not necessarily super big, but he's uh um but very active. And in that sense, um, I was just more thinking along, along the lines of just you know height, you know, being able to that that ability to maybe sometimes drop in coverage to help out as well. Um, and and with, with uh, off of a possibility of a pass rush ability, um, that that was where the intrigue came from. But um, yeah, uh, I, I it's not it's not necessarily a, a like a stamp like this is the guy that they will a hundred percent see them get. But it's a guy that which I I if they choose him, I wouldn't be like mad or think ah that doesn't make sense because of not only just the age like you mentioned that he's 24 but also the upside in which like with the right coaching maybe he can turn into something you know but uh i, I agree with what you said though no no i i agree i definitely wouldn't rule him out um and i also want to say not every player is necessarily going to do what he did as far as dropping the weight but i know a lot of it's not really the player what it is is the agent and uh, yeah, certain agents will, yeah, certain agents will have certain players be like, all right, well, we want you to test like this. So, you know, drop the weight and we'll see how that goes uh, for the most part. But, but yeah, um, you know, I don't think he's a bad prospect. Uh, I had about a, a fourth or fifth round grade on him. Um, so I don't think he's bad at all. Uh, you mentioned Zonovan Knight. Um, you know, I think, you know, Bam, as they call him, uh, he's an interesting, he's an interesting player for sure. Um, you know, he's, he's somebody that was very consistent at Ole Miss. You're talking about averaging over five yards per carry in every year. He had a little bit of a down year in 2021. Um, you know, he had 10 touchdowns in 2020, but then in 2021, he had a down year. Um, and I think part of that was because of, uh, Jerry and Ely, uh, when they, they, you know, they were splitting time for the most part, although he started all 12 games. So that's, something worth mentioning, but uh, two year starter NC state, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, overall um, night, I think when you look at him, it's ball security, it's blocking yeah. and it's receiving. Uh, he's somebody that, you know, if he just, you need him to be an inside zone rush runner, he can do that. Uh, he can get mm-hmm. you those plays, but he lacks the ability to take, you know, those third and ones to, you know, end up being like a 15 yard play. Uh, he lacks the ability to go outside zone. Um, you know, he, he does have ball security issues, which would be, which would make the Rams, I think, reluctant to grab a guy like that if they, you know, need third and one and they can't count on him, you know, fumbling the ball, um, or rather holding on to the ball. That's definitely a concern. Um, uh, but, you know, I think he's got, He's got good vision, uh, but I do think, you know, he's not a three down running back because of his lack of, you know, pass protection and receiving ability. But I do think he is a draftable prospect, uh, as I do with, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers. I just think they're they're kind of the opposite. Right. I think Pacheco is, is is a very fast player. Uh, You know, he can run outside zone. He can run inside zone. Uh, but he is not the best, um, you know, he, he, he's not, he's not a guy that can run in between the tackles. You know, he's, he doesn't yeah. have power. He's a speed guy. Uh, I have them both late in the draft, uh, but definitely some interesting guys there. I think, 
And guys, feel free. If anyone wants to call in, just hit the icon uh, on your screen. It should be the, the phone icon. Um, and you can call right in and I will bring you in. But kind of, uh, you know, because we'll, we'll keep this an hour. Uh, so we got about 14 minutes left. Um, but Brandon, I want to ask you, you know, talking about your three guys there that, that you really like, um, is there a guy that you feel is kind of on the borderline of making it to the Rams 104 pick that you would really, really want enough to have them trade up? Or are you good with them staying at 104? Um, uh, a guy that I think, uh, honestly, I, I honestly think they should really stay kind of packed to where they, they really are. Um, and, you know, typically with less need, he, I mean, obviously they trade up for the guy that they, they, they think is, you know, a guy that will contribute at some time down the road, like a Greg Gaines, right? He's a classic example where they trade up, traded up to go get him. And he played a prominent role for us down the stretch and even into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I actually kind of want to see them to trade down a little bit just to grab a couple more picks and, um, you know, just to continue to stock up on depth. Um, if there's a guy that I think another guy that I really believe that they would take, right, uh, would be the, uh, the guy that you mentioned, Pierre Strong. Um, I really like him. Uh, like I really like him a lot. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential. Um, but as far as a guy that they would trade up, the only guy, the only other guy that I see them possibly maybe doing that will probably be Cam Taylor Britt. Um, but that's that's it, to be honest with you. Unless I'm missing something here, Jake, I'm not sure. Like, you know. I think if they were going to trade up for anybody, I think it would be for like a Cam Taylor Britt. Um, and I would even say Pascal. If if Josh Pascal were to make it, uh, you know, close enough, I I could see them trading up for. But I I don't think they'll trade up. But I I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was for the either of those two, uh, or maybe you know a really really good interior offensive lineman like a a Cole yeah. Strange or somebody that they don't think is going to make it. Um, I don't think they're going to take Strange. Uh, he doesn't really fit normally what they go after. I mean, obviously, dude is unbelievable athlete, but. They don't typically go after those small school offensive linemen. Uh, so that is my little hold up there. Um, you know, I don't know if, if they would go after him. But there are some guys that are from Kentucky, and they just added the Kentucky offensive coordinator back to the Rams in Liam Collins. Oh, that is true. That is I'm true. I, I curious, thought about that just now. I'm curious if you have anybody from Kentucky that you would be interested or think that the Rams should reunite, uh, you know, Liam Cohen with, obviously you got, you got Parham, you got, um, you know, Fortner, you know, there, there are definitely some guys. Wandale Robinson would be great, but he won't make it. Uh, I mean, he might, I guess, cause he's not overly tall, so he could drop because of his size, but, I don't know. There, there are guys like Pascal. I mean, who do you think from Kentucky, if there's anybody, and this will be the last question before I bring in Alex, uh, who do you think, if anybody from there, uh, that the Rams would probably consider bringing in to team up with, um, you know, Cohen again? Well, uh, great question. Um, because Wondell uh, Robinson is someone I think is a guy that for the lack of a better word, right? Because we, we still have uh, have yet to see what Tutu Atwell will be uh, just because he got, you know, injured and, you know, et cetera. Uh, he's someone where I can see Liam Cohen kind of bang the table for if, if they, you know, if he so happens to be around there and uh, there's a possibility, like he's a, a, a realistic chance to get him. I think he'll be a guy that someone the Ram, uh, that uh, Liam Cohen will probably bang the table. Like, listen, I know this guy. We got to get him 
because he he got he, he kind of almost got a little bit of a Rondell Moore to him, but I just feel like he's I just feel like he's even more explosive. Um, and as far as a guy, another guy that you mentioned was Josh Pascal, who I really like as well. I'm not sure as well as pass as as his pass rush ability. Maybe you can help me out on that, Jake. Um, as you know, we're winding down for my time. But as far as his as his pass rush ability, that's something that's a question mark for me for with him. But I I I, I do like the prospect as a uh, as a whole, though. Yeah, you know, Pascal, he doesn't have, he's not the most explosive off the edge. It's more so that he wins with power, so he doesn't win with speed. Um, So, you know, it kind of looks like eh, he doesn't really stand out. But then when you continue to watch him, you're like, man, this guy's really, he just, he's really polished. And against the run, he's as good of a run defender as you'll find. And I just, you know, I think he, he's he's game versatile in the fact that I think he can play outside linebacker. I think he'd be a defensive mm-hmm. end. Hell, I think he could, you know, gain some weight. He was 270 at his pro day. He could gain some weight wow. and be an undersized defensive tackle if he wanted to. Uh, I, I think he, yeah, he would the, have. That's the thing. I, I agree with you because I, I think he, I think his probably his best attribute like like you said he's he's polished right so he doesn't really when a guy that's polished like that he doesn't necessarily look flashy right but he he just shows up he makes plays and i think he's a a great run stuffer like he sets the edge really well that's the thing i like about him agreed i definitely agree with that all right well hey brandon thank you so much for uh for coming on uh we'll be doing this three times a week so if you want to talk, this is the place uh, to do it. <laughs> Call-ins are way easier on here than they are on YouTube. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know what? You know, Jake, you know, I always support you, and I appreciate the time that you're giving me to speak, man. Best of luck and enjoy the rest of your night. Absolutely, Brandon. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Waiting on Alex. If If you're there. You have the floor. I am here. What's up, Jake? How's it going? This is the first time we've talked, but you have uh, you've been in like every show I've ever done. You're a huge supporter of mine. I appreciate you. Oh yeah, always got to show love. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the floor. This is your time. You tell me. I mean, we got about seven minutes remaining. You tell me who your guys are in this draft. Uh, realistically speaking, for the Rams. It's got to be Matt Areza. Kidding. You like the punter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be kidding there. Um, you know, honestly, I don't really know. You know, obviously, I haven't been able to deep dive the way I used to like to in this draft, but I think, you know, this year I'm looking for contingency plans. I know we talked a lot about running backs. You know, outside of Acres and Hendo, you know, you know, Hannah's going to be free agent. You know, he's got the injury history. And a lot of the other guys are all kind of expendable. So, I mean, definitely could see us adding there. Um, you know, cornerbacks, David Long's going to be a free agent. Other, uh, I mean, outside of, you know, Rochelle, obviously Rochelle's going to get playing time this year. Ramsey's locked in. You know, I kind of want to see us, you know, take somebody there and get some people in there. I thought, you know, maybe safety. You know, Rap's going to be Frazier as well next year, or Nick Scott as well. You know, Fuller Amber is going to be Frazier soon. Um, obviously, we don't need a receiver. I know you want maybe Pierce, but I would be okay <laughs> with us not taking a receiver. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them taking a receiver until like the sixth round. But I, if they do. I could see him taking Tanner Connor from Idaho State. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I think we're obviously we're really fine there. And I know people hate hate on Skoranek, but he's kind of carved his role on special teams. And I think given a chance, you know, he, he will catch the ball eventually. Um, I definitely want to see Tutu get his time to shine. Jacob Harris, you know, that's our developmental guy. You know, would love to see him do big things. Uh, and, you know, and if we want to bring back OBJ, you know, got to give him room in, 
you know, got to give them room. So that I, is want, true. I don't want to see too crowded of a receiver room. Um, honestly, tight end, I could de- definitely see adding tight end. I mean, outside of obviously Higby's there, um, Blanton and Hopkins, I don't, I don't think we have anybody else in the roster besides them. So, I mean, obviously we got really thin at the end of the year there and got a little scary, but, you know, definitely can see us having yeah. depth there. Uh, I, I agree. Um, you know, I think what's most important is if you're a Rams fan looking at this and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to get any starters, but I hope we do. Like, this isn't necessarily going to be a draft that has any starters. You know, uh, this is a draft that is for the future uh, that, you know, can help right away on special teams. But for the most part, I don't think that you want any of these guys starting right away uh, with who they draft. I know, you know, obviously you have the draft. It's fun. You get the new guys, new faces and new places. It's all great, right? Well, you know, you can't just assume, though, that that's always the best circumstance because playing in college is a lot different than playing in the NFL. And I think I know myself, I get caught up in this bubble where, you know, the guy, it's the sexy option, right? You got the brand new, you know, brand new guy in the, in the locker room, brand new guy wearing the brand new Jersey. Uh, It's fun. Everyone loves the luster, but to just automatically assume that his college game is going to translate to the NFL without any sort of backlash. And to put him over guys that have already gone through the grueling NFL seasons, it's a little ignorant, and I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, even guys like Van Jefferson, I mean, the first year we, he didn't see a lot of playing time. I don't think you even – didn't really see him until the Bucks game where he scored the touchdown and – you know, I kind of like that slowly bring them along, you know, don't put them in situations where they have to succeed or, you know, if, if they fail, you know, it's going to really, you know, maybe kind of kill their confidence. You know, we want them to succeed. And, you know, I think that's kind of where we see the best results at. I agree. And I, I think, I think it's important to realize that, um, you know, because Van he's somebody I instantly had penciled in when they got him to be a starter and he didn't end up really starting. Uh, you know, he had to wait his time. Um, so, you know, that, that is a really good point. And I think, again, it's just, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the glitz and the glamor of a draft pick, right? Even if they're a fourth round pick, you know, a fourth round pick now for the Rams is like a second round pick. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, those guys, there's a little hype to them. And especially, you know, you're going to have those those Rams accounts that make those college mixtapes. And you're like, wow, this is really good looking dude. Like, I can't wait for him, you know. And then he doesn't play at that level because he's not even asked to play the role that he played in college. And he kind of set it up for failure. But uh, we are almost out of time here. But Alex, uh, and by the way, anyone can join me over on uh, YouTube my YouTube channel is Jake Ellen Bogan. Uh, you can just basically Google it, look it up, whatever. I'm on there. Going to be doing a live mock draft in about 30 minutes or so. So you, uh, be sure to, to tune in for that. But uh, wrapping it up here, uh, last bit of thing. Uh, do you have any shout out or anything, Alex, uh, before I let you go? You know, I'm not a betting man, but if I was... I think we're going to see another crazy trade tomorrow. I mean, this this offseason has been so crazy. I think we're definitely going to see something go down tomorrow. It's going to blow everybody's mind. It's going to it's going to change the landscape once again. And uh, I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I know we don't have first round picks. I don't care. I love the draft. This is the best <laughs> time of the year. I'm with you. I'm I'm definitely with you. I think uh tomorrow I think Alexis and I kind of both agree. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you're going to get a huge trade. I don't know who it's going to be. I kind of lean towards Debo Samuel uh, to the Jets. But we've seen other stuff in the past. I mean, we heard about the Rodgers trade last year to Denver, and it didn't happen. So I'm sure we'll hear all sorts of buzz. 
Uh, it's funny. Twitter has kind of taken over uh, as like the number one source for the draft. Um, <laughs> but you know what else is a good source for the draft? The downtown Rams uh, live stream that we do every year, four years running now. This will be our fourth year. Alexis Kraft and I join us tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time uh, and check out our live draft stream. Uh, we'll be live for the entire draft, first, second, third, all the way to the seventh round uh, and talking about it. So I uh, hope you guys tune in. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be a more relaxing show, laid back, answer your questions, interact. So I hope I catch you guys there. Same platform on my YouTube channel, uh, as well as I believe it'll also be on Alexis's. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. This has been Rams Edge. I appreciate everyone who spoke today. And uh, we'll be doing this. I think we'll, we're, we're going to do this two more times this week. I think we'll do after uh, day two. We'll talk about, we'll go live, I think, probably after day two. Um, or you know what? I think we'll go before before day three. And then we'll do after day three. So those will be the two episodes that are coming only on the call-in app. Really appreciate them for giving me this platform, exclusive platform. But I'll, I'll see you guys soon. Alex, you be well. Everyone else, be well. And uh, you guys take care.